Here's a voice I'm sure you'll all be familiar with. It's the former British Prime Minister, Boris Johnson. Yesterday I went, uh, as, as we all must, uh, 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 to, to Peppa Pig World. I don't know if you've been to Peppa Pig World. Who's been to Pans? I've been to, who's been to Peppa Pig World. Not enough. I was, well, it's, it's fantastic. I was a bit hazy what I would find at Peppa Pig World, uh, but I loved it. And Peppa Pig World is, is very much my kind of place. Uh, it, 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 it has uh, a uh, very safe streets. Uh, Boris Johnson talking about the time he went to Peppa Pig World when he couldn't find his place in the script. Do you remember that? Anyway, Amy, you want to talk about Boris Johnson, but it's not pigs, it's newts. What's going on in the world of newts and Boris Johnson? Well, I don't think much really, only gossips in the papers, but <laughs> poor old Boris Johnson cannot build his enormous swimming pool because it is the habitat of the warty newt, also known as the great crest. The warty newt. newt? Yeah, because it's warty skin, that's why it's not a smooth newt. We have the smooth newt in Ireland. We don't have this warty one, but they have three species of newt in Britain. They have the smooth newt, the palmate newt and this great crested newt, which is also called the warty newt. And this particular third newt I've named is the one that's protected under British law. The other two are not, whereas in Ireland, our smooth newt is protected under the Wildlife Act. So anyway, Boris cannot build his swimming pool because (laughs) he has to get permission to do it and he can't get permission because he will disrupt the habitat of the crested newt. And he's absolutely flittered and mad, as all these rich people are when they can't get their way and have to make way for creepy crawlies. And particularly because when he was Prime Minister of wherever he was, um, he was complaining about the slow pace of things because there were newt counting exercises holding up everything. Shades of, you know, swans and snails are holding up development, as Bertie Ahern famously said once. Anyway, it's come back to Baltimore. The newts are are holding up his swimming pool as well. But of course it draws attention to newts. Absolutely, indeed. Newts are amphibians and in Britain this particular one is locally in ponds and it, 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 it spends a lot of time in water. Our newt, the, the smooth newt, goes to lay the eggs in the water and spends the rest of the time on land. But this great crested newt in Britain needs the ponds for a longer time and it is protected under their own act. He can't even blame the EU for this. <laughs> this, this is his own wildlife act in Britain, in fact. So anyway, we all have... Why don't we have the great chocolate. crested newt here, though? Why well, have we only got the smooth newt? Well, because that's all that ever came. I mean, we got our species after the Ice Age and because we are an island off an island off the mainland of Europe, we have fewer species than Britain has, which in turn has fewer species than mainland Europe has. It's a, a matter of how long it took each one to get to there. So the only one we have is the smooth newt, yeah. which is you know, widespread enough in Ireland, in fact. Well, we're going to be talking soon enough about a species that's arrived here in recent years. Richard, what do you think about this? Well, I think it's very intriguing. The newt is a funny character. This fellow, he likes stagnant water. Well, not stagnant in the sense that it's stinking, but stationary water with no fish and with lots of plants in it, of course. Very, he's a plant uh, eater and so on. And she wraps up her eggs in, in leaves, water leaves. And that's a very rare habitat. It's interesting that poor old Johnson managed to pick a place that happens to have such a pond. But I must say, I'm on the side of the news. I wonder, and I presume the smooth news here is also declining. The trouble with newts is they're nocturnal and they're self-effacing. You don't see 
see them, they don't have a great public profile. In fact, they have no public profile. No, no, but, indeed. Um, people mistake them, in fact, for lizards. They I was do, or crocod- baby crocodiles. I mean, we used oh, well, to think yes. they were when yes. I was a child. God, you must but have been anyway, a tiny but, child, <laughs> Richard. <laughs> well, it's just one of the... They do rather look like crocodiles. Mind to you. A, a very unpracticed eye. But tell me this, Anna. Do you think that reducing nitrates, the nitrates directive and fertilisers generally... If we did that, would it benefit the newts? Do you think that's a factor in this? Well, I don't know whether we have figures to say the newts are reducing. It's one of those species we haven't a huge amount of baseline information from. But reducing the nitrates is only going to do good to our water bodies anyway because the the actual nitrates washed off into the water increases the growth rate of algae and and plant life, which is bad for light getting through and and, and oxygen levels at night when those plants are not photosynthesizing, only respiring and taking in the oxygen again. would be a good step all around to have our nitrate levels reduced and I'm sure that the newts would survive as well too when you are looking to know whether there's newts or not. The newts don't lay eggs the way the frogs do which is a big lump of frog spawn and you can see the frog spawning in all those frogs but the newts do long strings, one long strings of these on, on winding mm. round plants and it's they're, they're different and quite often you don't get newts and frogs in the same pond anyway because tadpoles tend to eat each other and this sort of thing. Yeah I think anything that improves the quality of our water bodies is good for wildlife anyway. You mentioned breeding there. They have a very funny way of mating. The male <laughs> produces a kind of bag of sperm, which she very discreetly drops off in her vicinity, having done great displays and all kinds of things. And then the female then comes around and gathers it up in her cloaca. Now, Richard, you better explain what the cloaca is. Well, the cloaca is the great drain that ran through the central of Rome. You can still see it, actually. Uh, well, you can see the remains of it in the Forum. Cloaca is the back passage, if you like. The name was transferred then to the animal back passage. And in the case of newts and things, it's the common passage for reproduction and for expulsion of wastes and so forth. So this cloaca picks up the spermatophore, I think they call it, and I would know That's the right, word yes. for it. Ah, yeah, but I that's think... at the end of a long carry-on. I mean, the male smooth newt in Ireland really goes to town. He dresses <laughs> up, he has this great crest, he gets different colours, he does wonderful <laughs> dances around the place, up and down and around the place. I mean, putting the parcel at the door at the end is, is only the final act of a, a wonderful display altogether, indeed. Certainly very entertaining if you are into that line of entertainment. All this display protest of <laughs> enthusiasm and going to great lengths and dressing up because they're very colourful animals roots are very colourful creatures yes yes men are uh, food for love for, and they? then it all comes to nothing what a disappointment dumping well, the package on the ground and clearing off well, and how do you know that your packet goes anywhere well this is the thing <laughs> I'm glad I'm yet. not a news <laughs> That could be the quote of the week. Richard Collins <laughs> declares on air he is glad he is not a newt. Is that where the term neutered comes from? Uh, no, not at all. No, no nothing but, to but, do with it. But no. there's pissed as a newt, which is also an expression that yeah. causes people to be wondering what on earth are the newts up to taking alcohol. But newt was actually <laughs> a derisory term for the boys who held the horses at the ostlers way back in, in the times when people had hackneys and horses and carriages and the, the men in London who went to their clubs left these poor boys outside holding on to their horses and sent out the odd drink to them so that they wouldn't get cold in the London evenings. And of course they were called newts. Why they were called newts I do not know. 
but because they got sent out many libations they were quite inebriated at the end of the evening when the men gentlemen left their clubs to go home so pissed as a newt was where that came from nothing to do with the poor unfortunate creature who is inhabiting our waterways and is stopping Boris Johnson <laughs> from building his swimming pool mind you Boris Johnson has also picked a very bad place because as well as the, the newt population putting a scupper to the plans he's also got ancient archaeological foundations of castles nearby because he bought a listed building above in Oxfordshire surrounded by a moat so the archaeology people are after him as well he's very hard up for a swimming pool my heart bleeds for him Niall Hatch joins us now hello Niall Hi Derek, I'm really enjoying the discussion. I'm a big fan of newts and of amphibians and uh, talking about the, the reproductive methods there, uh, there's a very interesting relations of the newts called the salamanders. Newts and, and salamanders belong to the same family and with some salamander species there are no males at all. They've done entirely away with the males of the species. The females just reproduce asexually through a process known as parthenogenesis. Um, so maybe that's the way evolution is going. Males are completely redundant, the females can all do it by themselves, essentially by cloning themselves internally. So it's really quite fascinating how these different reproductive strategies have have evolved. Ah, but we do need sex all the same to mix the genes. I mean, if the females are all doing it by parthenogenesis and they're all clones and the environment changes as it is and there's no way of having, you know, a mutation or having, you know, the essence of sex is the loss of genes. Isn't that what they tell us? So as a consequence, <laughs> um, you're not going to have any kind of change possible in these salamanders. So maybe it is a hiding to nothing. Maybe we do need the men after all. I think, yeah, swings and roundabouts. I mean, mutations can still occur with those with those those uh, cloning incidents. But you're right, the mixing of genes and, and, and the, the genetic diversity, it does mean that species tend to be more resilient in, in the face of change. Uh, some of these salamander species have been around for a very long time, for, for several million years. But the fact is, they are in a very specific niche. They're not really able to expand. They haven't got huge ranges. So, yeah, there's probably something in that, all right.